may be sick as a dog, but damn it, we still have show quotas to fill. Welcome, listeners, to Podcast ONA. Hello, various everyones. Hey, guys. How is it going? Hope you're all doing well. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Chainsaw Tuesdays. You'll see uh, plenty of crying, um, some dude on a leash, like a bunch of guys barking for some reason. Uh, it's just all part of the theater. Don't worry about it. It's Tuesday is a very strange day to drop what is basically going to be a mega hit. But you know what? Sure, everything else is extremely loaded on all the other days. Why not do it on a Tuesday? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, hope you're all doing better than I am right now. You too, Sketch. I know you're here. I am. I'm substitute duelist today. Yeah, he's still in the middle of dealing with uh, the aforementioned shit from last time, which is awful. Yeah, uh, sorry, buddy. Hope your day gets better. Wishing you the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chainsaw Man Tuesdays. It, it sounds weird, but then you remember uh, Yuri on Ice was on Wednesdays. Was it? Yeah. I kind of completely forgot when it happened. I just knew there was no avoiding when it happened. <laughs> it was it was every Wednesday, and it was wonderful for the uh, twelve weeks. It was shut up, sirens! God damn it! This happened to me on Monday. It's happening to me again. The sirens are inescapable. If only they could have waited till Wednesday, then they could have had Yuri on Ice Wednesdays. I think we lost the plot here, so... Uh... I think we have immensely. Yeah. Uh, Chainsaw Man has come out today. This may or may not come up a couple of times during the night. Yes, because, um... It, it, yes. Just the answer to Chainsaw Man is... Yes. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that there are two types of people when it comes to Chainsaw Man. Those who vibe with it and those who don't. It actually is that simple. I say this because people were getting really mad at the one person who did the ANN uh, seasonal preview for it. Because also, they got a screener for that, by the way. I, I feel like that's worth bringing it up because it's kind of insane that this is maybe like the first time in years I have seen Crunchyroll provide people screeners before a premiere debuts? Uh, I know it's happened... Okay, well, I don't know about Crunchyroll doing that, but I know it's happened with, like, Funimation stuff sometimes, like, um... Okay, like, it's, okay, well, I mean, it's not like I was under NDA or anything, but, like, I did actually receive a screener for, like, Room 2019 back in the day, and that's how I watched that. Hmm. But, yeah, it's like, it's the first time I've seen from Crunchyroll. Which is now, I guess, Funimation. Wait, whatever, you know what I mean. First time I've seen Crunchyroll do that in years, maybe ever. I guess it's just that level of... I feel like screeners are really only given when they're that confident in something. Yeah. Hmm. And they, it's, they had enough confidence. Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Um, the one, the one negative review was somebody who basically said, This is not a bad show. I'm just not particularly into it myself. 
which is fine. It's not a terrible response to have. It's like, yeah, I see what this is going for, and I say it's pretty good. I'm just not about that much gore and nihilism. And that's fair. The internet is a very cruel place, as we have come to learn over the last uh, 25 years. It is. So y'all motherfuckers just calm down. Yes, just, just cal calm down and just... I don't know, just do something else, I guess? But Alex, if people aren't into these same things I am, and aren't showering with them with the same love, attention, and hype meters as I am, then... They're watching it wrong. They're doing it wrong. Eh. I'm too sick to care about that crap right now. That's valid. <coughs> yeah, so if you can't tell by uh, my raspy voice, I am not in uh, tip-top shape, but I'm going to push through it because that's just what I do because I'm stupid that way. In which, uh, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to get to because New York Comic Con has... Uh, come and gone. There was a couple of things that happened there. And we're going to start with basically an assortment of follow-ups to stories that we've had uh, in recent episodes, including one that came up well, the day we're recording this. So, we talked a while back about uh, Kazuki Takahashi and his unfortunate untimely passing. Details have emerged as to how things happen. We're pulling this from uh, a piece from Stripes.com. It's an, an army-centric uh, website. I'll, I'll just read it verbatim. Uh, based out of Tori Station in Okinawa, a U.S. Army officer was recognized for rescuing three people from a riptide at a popular Okinawa dive spot in an episode that apparently killed a well-known Japanese manga artist, Major Robert Borgio, 49, of Missoula, Montana, Deputy Operations Officer for the 10th Support Group at Tori Station in Yamitan, was nominated by his command last month for the Soldier's Medal for his actions during the July 4th rescue at Mermaid's Grotto in Ona. The medal recognizes acts of heroism not involving actual conflict with an enemy. Kazuki Takahashi, 60, attempted to aid Borjo in the rescue, unbeknownst to the American, and drowned in the process, a pain Borjo told Stars and Stripes on October 3rd. You played that what-if game a lot, Borjo said. This guy had a huge impact on the world. Here's where things get a little more sad. Takahashi's body was found... Two days later, about 1,000 feet offshore in Awa, Nago City, a Japan Coast Guard spokesman told Stars and Stripes by phone October 4th. The Coast Guard spokesman declined to confirm Takahashi's participation in the rescue attempt, however. His actions that day are detailed in several sworn witness statements provided by the Army. The conditions were really, really rough, Borjo said. Borjo spotted a Japanese woman calling for help, he said. She pointed toward her daughter, 11, and a U.S. soldier, 39, who were trapped in a rip current about 100 yards from shore. The rip current was sucking the pair out, but incoming six-foot waves were crashing on them, creating a whirlpool effect, Borjo recalled. 
Still wearing his running shoes, he and one of his students made their way out to the snorkelers through shallow water while the other student called emergency services. He jumped into the rip current and spit out to the girl, but was quickly exhausted as he worked to bring her toward the shallows, he said. Then he encountered her mother, who had somehow been sucked into the swirling waters as well. At some point during the rescue, Takahashi entered the water, Borjo said. He said he didn't see the Japanese icon during the ordeal. Borjo, that is. His students caught glimpses of him until he just disappeared beneath the waves. He's a hero, Borjo said of Takahashi. He died trying to save someone else. Um. Man. Man. Mm. Uh. I, I, I kind of got no other words other than... What a fucking real one. Yeah, man. I mean... And there's really nothing to say. He really was an incredible person. It's really a shame we lost him. An incredible life. Absolutely until the very end. May we all wish we could be as brave and and just good-hearted as him. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everything, Takahashi Sensei. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Now for our second follow-up here. Less great people getting um, fucked. Yeah, because you recall last time we talked about an incident involving the head of Katakawa and a uh, bribery scandal. There have been updates. Uh, plural, that is. Coming from the Manichi Shimbun newspaper... Sugohiko Katakawa, age 79, has laid out his intention to resign uh, from company just, you know, super conveniently after being indicted by the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office. You know, no big deal. Whoops. That's a big deal because that's a very bad sign. Uh, Kanakawa has apparently not confirmed the resignation, but did post a press release, quote, We take this matter very seriously and deeply apologize to all those concerned, including our readers, customers, authors, creators, business partners, shareholders, and investors for the considerable inconvenience this matter has caused. Uh-huh. But wait! There's more! Oh boy! As, well, it turns out the following day, uh, the resignation was accepted from Tsukiko Katakawa from the company, along with Vice Chair Misaki Matsubata. And Katakawa, the company, also announced it has established a corporate governance inspection committee to investigate the matter and to propose measures to prevent similar issues in the future. Which is totally normal to have a committee be established to make sure the people in charge aren't involved in bribery scandals. Completely normal. Absolutely yeah. normal. Uh, having a normal one. Yeah, but there is an asterisk on top of all this, because of course there is. Both Tsukuhiko Kanakawa and Masaki Matsubara will be remaining as board members of the company, because of course. Fucking Christ. Yeah. 
It's fucking <sighs> scum all the it's, way down. It's yeah. not a punishment. Yeah. I yeah. I really can't feel sorry for any of these people. They really no. just they did it yeah. to themselves. Yeah. You know who else you can't feel sorry for? Vic Mignogna. <laughs> yeah, because apparently the attempt to file a reappeal was denied uh, rather quickly. The TLDR of it is, um... <laughs> Fuck you! Pay them! At this point, I feel like any court that has to deal with this case is like, oh, come on, just fucking go home, take your <laughs> L, and fucking live your life at this point. Shit. Yeah. Uh, just again, we are at four hundred thousand now. You want to go higher? We can only go higher. Can we get much higher? Can we sell multiple houses? The world will probably find out that answer. Yeah. Uh. It's fun when bad things happen to bad people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's awful when bad things happen to good people, because with our final follow-up... Yeah. We have some yeah. words from Kyle McCarley over the, um... Incident. So, citing an interview he did with the cartoon Cypher. This is basically going to be... The a part two big time about the entire mob psycho situation. Things have not gotten better. No, they have not. So, where where do we start with the specifics about the uh, uh, jet? I believe you actually said you listened to the whole uh, cartoon cipher interview, correct? Uh, yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah, there were some uh, interesting. Uh, excerpts from that. Uh, for one thing, I uh, for one thing, I learned a little more about how Coda started, and uh, Zagafta actually was a little more involved in that than I thought they were. Uh, like, they uh, like they actually reached out to some of the dubbing community to help start that, and then I think they and then I think Kyle mentioned about how Zagafta has kind of started their own, like, internal initiative for dub actors, so, like, that's cool. There is also one thing that has come out about this that I feel we need to addendum from last episode's discussion uh, in particular. Uh, yeah, because uh, the last time we speculated um, in regard to the whole um, the, the whole situation about the dub getting kids over to Texas, that it was possibly a retaliatory move from Crunchyroll regarding uh, what Kyle did. And uh, we have since found out from Kyle himself, that was not the case. It was, in fact, always intended to go... It was, in fact, always intended to go to Texas. That was the plan the entire time for whatever reason. So, and, let's talk about that for a second now. Uh, yeah, because uh, there's uh, some interesting things to piece from that. Uh, mostly in that uh, Kyle had mentioned that it was... Okay, that again, even before, like, uh, even before he mentioned all the talks with Crunchyroll, uh, it was actually his intention from the very beginning to make the Bob Psycho dub 
for season three union, even back when he assumed it was going to be a bang zoom. And to, and to that end, he had actually reached out to Mami Okada to make sure it would be union if it was at the bang zoom, meaning that uh, if Crunch Rule had just, you know, uh, let bang zoom do it, uh, this whole situation might not have happened. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, but Alaska Corporation's got to be stupid. I think the most fascinating thing about this scenario is the discovery that they just decided they were going to move the last season in-house and then just reach out to all the actors that way. And then it's like, but Why? you had the working relationship with that studio, the cast had a very active working relationship with that studio. Why why did you decide to keep it in-house? Um, it really feels like some executive went like, hey, well, we got the materials early. We can do it same day, double dub. Like, once it's about the previous studio, ah, we can just do it in-house. We can do it ourselves. We don't trust those guys. They might give it to us, like, two weeks late. We could get a same day simul dump out if we do it in a house, which I gotta say is really fucking funny when you talk about the fact that all the other big dubs have not premiered their dub same day and date, including Chainsaw Man, which literally premiered today and the dub of that aired like four days ago at New York Comic Con. Mm hmm. I. Mm -hmm. I think that just just some sort. I don't know how to describe this whole thing in the fact that this feels like an ex a short-sighted executive decision where it's like you really wanted to make the same day, and you decided we can't have somebody else try to make the same day, so we're just gonna do it ourselves. <laughs> and it feels like them choosing that path actively caused more problems for them down the road and have actively like steamrolled and like sparked this conversation in a much bigger way that isn't just going to immediately go away if they hadn't just fucking let it play its course. I mean, even beyond that, if they had just agreed to the meeting, Kyle would have done it remotely, and it wouldn't even have... It like it, It's like Ben Diskin said, if they had just taken care of this quietly, nobody would have known. Yeah, nobody. Like, yeah, yeah, like, they literally could have just thrown up their hands, like, been on their phones for the entire meeting, and been like, a deal's a deal. That's the, that's the most thing, is that not only taking the dub from Bang Zoom and doing it in-house, but just the fact that all you had to do was, like, just have a sit-down talk and just say the demands weren't reasonable, but a deal's a deal. And they just yeah. thought, okay, that doesn't matter. Who cares? You're gone. We're just going to voice match you. Oh, yeah. By the way, guess what? The only word we ever actually got about the Mob Psycho 100 dub being a same-day Cyble dub came from Kotaku. That was the only comment we ever got. So so there was like literally radio silence for that. And people just assumed, okay, they're pushing the dub back. B 
because of internal pressure, and it might come down out in like two weeks after they just dropped it. Yep, uh, dropped it silently, no cast list because of course it wouldn't. No cast list, no crew list, nothing. Like one of their biggest titles that they were like. You would assume the same day Simuldub is like a big thing they would want to push and market, and they haven't mentioned shit. Yeah. So this why. all started because they wanted a same day Simuldub to come out day and date as like a big marketing push. Because having a same day Simuldub is a big thing to market and push. And because of all of this, due to their own mismanagement, short sighted bullshit. They are now pretending it's like a fucking bad fart, and they're trying to act like they didn't make that fart themselves, despite the fact that everybody could fucking smell it. Mm. Let's... So let's also talk about the fact that we don't have a cast list. People did watch it and did presume a couple of people did return and reprise their roles obviously McCarley did not but there was a couple of others that presumably did not i'm not mentioning names because at this point it is all purely speculative going off of ears i'm not going to claim who i think did or did not come back because that's a lesson we learned pretty early on the dub talk podcast don't just assume a voice if you don't have a confirmation that shit doesn't go over well Mm. Mm. that being said it's just i'm not gonna hold beef on anybody who did return nobody's a fucking scab nobody's a fucking crossing the fence or whatever you gotta do what you gotta do but this is such a frustrating state of affairs and it actively did not need to be this way no it really didn't from my understanding, the show was done so far in advance that they probably could have given it to Bang Zoom and still done a same-day release. And, yeah. Sketch, you weren't here last time we were talking about this. We were literally having a discussion about the fact that the new Fate anime spinoff yeah. special got confirmed as a same-day simuldub mm-hmm. for New Year's, and that is a union same-day simuldub. Yep. It's not about excuse. It's not about saving costs or whatever. It's literally just... Pretty sure just, it's going to be done at Bang Zoom, isn't it? It's a hundred... All, almost all the Fate anime uh-huh. past zero have been Bang Zoom. Yes. It's just yeah. so short-sighted. It's so dumb, and it has created a whole shitstorm because they really, really wanted it to be a same-day simuldub, and they trusted it to be a same-day simuldub at their studios and their studios only, and now they're not even talking about it. The really disturbing thing is they clearly believed they could have gotten away with a bunch of recasts as long as Kyle was still mob. They clearly believed that to be the case, because they had no qualms whatsoever with recasting plenty of other characters. It's... It's so dumb, it's frustrating. And plus, the conversation, in some ways, has been productive, but it's also been a little... Some people have definitely been uh, 
not helping the case for the discussions mm. at hand. Uh, yeah, definitely not uh, treating the Texas talent pool with uh, the right level of respect. I think, uh, I think, like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I have major, major respect for the big old thread that was posted by Laura Stahl in particular, where it's like, I feel like a lot of the people who are like, we aren't out here to steal your jobs, forget that. Guess what? There are situations where I was in a position where I took somebody else's role and I didn't know until, like, I pushed to inquire about it. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that, because there's so many NDAs. Like, you want to keep it a mystery or pretend that this isn't a problem that hasn't happened. Like, things have gotten better in the, like, remote recording era, but, like, people kind of forget that, like, Takaki-san Season 2 happened. People forget that Psyche K happened. People forget a couple other things were licensed to other companies and... Nobody told anybody about these scenarios. The entire fuck, the entirety of Vinland Saga going to a reference for Laura Stahl in particular, because she was she was baby uh Thorfinn? Baby Thorfinn, yeah. right? And yep. they didn't know that there was a Houston dub going on at the exact same time. And that came out like a year before she could even talk about being in that dub. Mm-hmm. And that's an awkward situation that none of those parties want to be a part of. Nobody talks. But pretending that those anxieties that, like, the Texas crew aren't dealing with aren't problems and valid is not helping the conversation either. Like, yes, no. it, it it's a whole conversation about, like, I do believe people genuinely do want to help these people out. But you also kind of can't make them fall in line either, which is sort of the other contradiction in and of itself. Yeah, you have no idea what kind of situation they're dealing with. These are all actors. They have agents. You know, they the what they are getting paid is is not something willy nilly. And these things are negotiated. So it's it's not as simple as, oh, they need to unionize in Texas potentially a good idea but i think a lot of people want to have this conversation the problem is you can't just pretend it is that simple i heard somebody kind of describe it to me once it's kind of like it's kind of like somebody how do i describe it like it's kind of like a liberal going to somebody saying we know what's best for you in regards to politics and it's like you can't you can't just treat somebody like the divine savior and then pretend their feelings don't matter either. Absolutely. This is a com- this is a complicated conversation. It's not an easy conversation. And the fucked up part is Crunchyroll wants this conversation to be about these groups fighting each other. When it fucking shouldn't be and you shouldn't fucking fall for it. No. Absolutely not. That's not the problem with the conversation. I think a lot of people are learning that lesson, and a lot of people are getting it doesn't have to be a fight, but there's a disappointing amount of people who fucking took the bait. Yeah. Of course, they don't want the heat. They want to spread the heat out to, you know, the people that's Uh. livelihoods are actually affected by this. Everything that led to the Mob Psycho 100 circumstances 
screams of short-sighted hubris. Yes. Anyways, if you if you'd like to read the entirety, you could listen to the podcast that Cartoon Cipher did, or you could read the entirety of it on ANN because they did a whole transcribing of the entire interview, and it's actually really, really cool they even did that. That is, it's very appreciated, though I did listen to it in audio, and I think people should listen to it in audio because there's so much more conveyed when you hear Kyle say it. Like, yeah. he's, he's a very genuine guy. And you really got to hear these words coming out of his mouth as opposed to just somebody who's, who's written them down. But I, I think there's there's so much there's there's so much at play here. I mean, the the union thing in particular, like more than 90 percent of all anime dubs are non-union. You, you can't just look at all actors willing to work non-union as scabs. That's just not how it works. It's a completely different kind of industry. There is so much anime being worked on. And they're not on strike, too. <laughs> Can you yeah, even be a strike. scab if you're not on strike? And nobody wants yeah. a strike. Kyle even said it, nobody wants a strike. There's you know? so much anime being done by Crunchyroll, you also kind of can't... Like, if you want to work in anime, you're going to oh, yeah. potentially hit a situation where you're going to be on a Crunchyroll project. Probably, and they're still doing remote recording for people outside of Texas. Which that, which is basically okay. Anything that is a is a cast that's established, we will re pre record you. Anybody else, it's 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 it's, it's hypocrisy. The entirety of the whole, it's for the convenience of our staff. It's it's hypocrisy, and we know it's hypocrisy. And Mob Psycho One Hundred being a same day simultub at their studio, where a number of people did still come back is the hypocrisy. Yeah, mm -hmm. and also, you know, uh, Chainsaw Man, uh, look at the leading role in that dub. Uh, not a Texas person. Anyways, this is a frustrating scenario, and this is a much larger conversation about trying to make sure that people are able to return for their roles and don't just get replaced immediately when a licensing kerfuffle happens and that i think is the biggest concern even beyond the union thing i mean plenty of these shows were non-union before mob was non-union before look at jujutsu kaisen look at konosuba look at all these other dubs that crunchyroll did in los angeles are they just gonna move them all to texas they could <laughs> they could and they think they can get away with it Anyways, you can't pretend the concerns of the Texas talent doesn't matter. Especially with this next piece of news, which, man, this might have been the most shittily timed piece of news that we could have gotten. Because this was literally the day after the Mob Psycho 100 dub silently dropped. Yeah. Poor timing. Someone should have thought ahead. I, they didn't know, and whoever made the decision actively didn't care. Obviously. So let's talk about it. Okay. Imagine our collective surprise when, out of nowhere, we get an announcement from Netflix that coming to the platform on March 31st is Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King. They got it day and date with his theatrical release in Japan. 
this is weird. I have two things to say about this. One, boy, the relationship between Crunchyroll and TV Tokyo must be fucking sour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, between this and the next thing we'll be talking about, yeah. Uh, it's looking dicey, which is weird considering that uh, they were the original per- like supporter. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure TV Tokyo had a stake in Crunchyroll. I don't know if they still do, but they did at some point. The point is, losing this and the other thing, this is... I, I, I don't think their relationships are good anymore if this happens. Secondly, we have... Very related to the previous conversation, we have either a golden ticket olive branch for the fact to tell the a big majority Texas staff on a shonen dub that they won't be replaced and that even if they're non-union they can still return for a non-union dub if just a little paperwork at, for Taff Hardy is done and remote recording makes it possible or we could hit the biggest fucking fumble in the goddamn world and you could botch this very hard. This is now an unfortunate but almost necessary litmus test for how true that's going to stand with whoever gets this. Yeah, and uh, in a couple of years ago, uh, the prospects of uh, the cast returning would look pretty dire. Uh, but uh, thankfully, uh, while the Texas situation has uh, gotten pretty rocky over the last year, uh, remote recording has uh, benefited Cali Dubs considerably, and they've been pulling in more folks from like around that from across the country and around the world, including actors in Texas. So, for the sake of this conversation and for my own innate curiosity, I decide I did to write down which main characters. I'm using this in air quotes for Black Clover are probably going to be in this movie, which I was basically me going all of the Black Bulls, you know, and Julius the Wizard King. So I wrote down pretty much all of the actors who are all of those characters or associated with said characters to see if they have either done like an L.A. dub, an L.A. project, or a Netflix dub in the past couple of years in particular. So my findings were that the only ones... So this is Dallas Reed, Jill Harris, Christopher R. Sabat, Ian Sinclair, Justin Briner, Lydia McKay, Brandon McInnes, Sarah Wiedenheff, Mike McFarlane, Dave Trosco, Megan Chipman, Johnny Young Bosch, Stephen Fu, Max Middleman, Monica Rial, Bryce Pappenbrook, Micah Solosad, Tia Ballard, and Robert McCollum. Black Clover has a lot of fucking characters. There's probably more that are important and might show up too. And I was just like, I, I, I don't, I don't have the time or patience. So the only ones of that group that, as far as I can tell, have not done, like, an L.A. or Netflix dub are Dallas Reed and Jill Harris as Asta and uh, Asta and uh, Noelle, respectively. Lydia McKay as, like, the witch girl of the group. 
I was shocked to find out Sarah Wiedenhef hasn't done a uh, Netflix or L.A. dub yet. And Dave Trosco has the worst character in the Black Bulls. Everybody else has done some sort of L.A. or Netflix dub in particular. I There was a couple of these that I actually thought hadn't done anything. And I discovered... Oh, yeah, I completely forgot there was a new live-action Veroni Kenshin movie that actually did reprise people from that Funimation dub. Oh, that's right. I, there's a lot of them that have also been in video games. Yes, but it's like both Micah and Justin Briner and Robert McCollum were in that. Megan Shipman was in Gundam Hathaway. Uh, mm-hmm. Tia, Mike, Monica, and Robert McCollum were all in Eden Zero. Chris Sabat was in One Punch Man, which wasn't a union thing, but it was still an L.A. dub. Ian Sinclair's done a bunch of video games. And then there's just several actors I listed that are just L.A.-based now that do regular Netflix dubs. This is totally possible. This is totally doable. This is totally feasible. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like the saving grace here, and uh, I mentioned it. I mentioned it to friends of Discord. It is kind of terrible. I have to say that loud, but I feel these saving grace here compared to you know something like Takagi-san or Saki K is that uh, unlike those shows, which were you know fairly popular shows, but were otherwise just kind of like uh, seasonal bluff. Uh, we are talking a big mega shortage up thing that was on TV at one point. There's going to be a lot more pressure to have cast consistency. And look a at all the more. cast consistency they actually did with Shaman King, which, frankly, they didn't need to. Yeah, I was yeah, I, I was definitely shocked with how much cast consistency that had. I did not think they were going to bother. And the Eden Zero thing in particular is very interesting. I still could not believe that they got Tia. I figured Tia was the only one that would be worth getting back for Eden Zero. But they got Monica Rial. They got Robert McCollum. They got Colleen Clinkenbeard, which Colleen is also an important character in Black Clover 2. So already covered there. This is totally feasible. I feel like if this is Bang Zoom or if this is Ayuno SDI or NYAV Post, I'd say the odds are very strong of them getting most to everybody back. I'm a little more... I I know we were just talking about Shaman King. I'm a little more iffy on VSI LA as a studio because that is... While, yes, Shaman King happened, that's also the studio where both Psyche K and Takagi-san Season 2 happened. And the Netflix Vinland dub... So, don't pull another Psyche K. Okay? <laughs> It'd be appreciated. Psyche K was even dumber because they literally didn't even dub seasons two and three. I know! And the Takagi dub has uh, extra pain associated with it now. Yeah, there, there's a lot. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. this is either a golden ticket... For those who are trying to reassure the Dallas acting pool that not only are you not going to be replaced, but you are actually welcome in like L.A. dubs and potentially union projects, too. 
or a mega fumble. Let Dallas know he's welcome. Don't fucking fumble the ball. <laughs> like, after the whole Bob Psycho thing, if you fuck this up, this is not going to go over well. Yeah, we do not need a divide right now. Please. No pressure at all. I look forward to seeing how it goes. Anyways, I don't even know jack shit about this movie. It's just a new, it's just, it's just a Shonen Jump movie. Yes, uh, yeah, I was honestly sort of expecting it to maybe be like an hour to the last thing, given how long they were holding it off. But uh, I guess it's just a Shonen Jump movie. That went on way too long, guys. It, the timing, you, you sort of grouped it together perfectly. So yes, we kind of had ah. to. May I say my pieces now regarding these two things? Shoot. Okay. Number one. I'm not fully convinced there's a rift between Crunchyroll and TV Tokyo. There is speculation. That's kind of all there is. I, I, need, I need some more concrete evidence. Fair. I mean, considering there are other TV Tokyo shows that are still on Crunchyroll, so, uh, again... I'm I'm considering that speculation. Two, I don't know how well it would tie in, but there is a SAG-AFTRA office in Dallas, if that helps matters at all for this. I found out apparently after the fact that is actually... The timing of that was sort of more coincidence than anything, because... That's actually been in the works for months. The timing just kind of worked out very nicely. I feel like Okatron has done union dubs. What? I feel like Okatron has done union dubs for games. I, I definitely say it's very po- they, they did the fucking Code Geass movie, which I know was a union thing because that had like Yuri oh. Lowenthal and Cake hitting Egan's back. Right. But I mean, like, the latest Borderlands has a bunch of celebrities in it. And that was still Orcatron. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, video game video game companies do have you know contact with with you know SAG after and all that. That's how they get all those people in for the games. But uh, it's very clear it's just the Crunchyroll Dallas studio. Yeah, and third, uh, yes, as it pertains to the movie, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting development. That's for sure. Yeah. You know Netflix would have wanted Bleach if they could have got it. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a moment, but there are some other things that I have to throw in here because I find them... Well, I find this this one in particular (sighs) infuriating because, yes, the madness at Warner Brothers Discovery is still ongoing. Everyone hates it. Nobody's having fun. And there have been some shows that have just been completely excised and removed from Adult Swim outright, including Tigtone, Laser Wolf, Shenmue the Animation, Fenipire Princess, and Blade Runner Black Lotus. Shenmue, the most cursed franchise ever. Literally did well enough to get a season two, in fact. Mm-hmm. Got fucked by corporate restructuring. It literally, I cannot believe at how bad this one is. Yeah. Mm. 
Now, because of how this was handled, those three shows are still with Crunchyroll. You know, they were involved with the production, and uh, it's kind of all we know. Fuck the dub, I guess. It's kind of like with IGPX when Warner was like, yeah, we don't want this anymore, but IG still had it. Is it going to come back at some point on the other surface that they launch? We don't know. They don't fucking know. Suck a dick. Nobody knows. Mm. Uh, Jason's not confident that Crunchyroll can actually stream these dubs. So there's that. Shenmue Uh, was never released digitally, but both Black Lotus and Fena are available. This fucking sucks. Everything about this sucks. Even if you don't like these shows, this is just a net bad period. Yeah. Uh. Happy 30th anniversary, Cartoon Network. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Blink twice if you need help. (laughs) Everyone there. I'm very glad at least Craig of the Creek is still getting its last season and a movie, but like cutting cut the, the episode, episode count is disgusting. Mm. Mm. It's like one of their most successful shows right now. It's one of their most successful shows right now, and they're still just It's uh, so disrespectful to literally everybody working for them. Yeah. Uh Everything sucks. That's the spirit. Everything fucking sucks. Unless you're a Dragon Quest die fan. Side note. We're not there yet. Before we get there, side note. Everybody, it's okay. Jon Stewart has come back to us. He's back on his A-game now. He never actually left. It's just that level of like... I, I mean that like he's been doing a show for a few years, but just like, man, yeah... That is what you could ask for at this point, is just just not even fucking cute. Literally, just fucking poke the holes. They're so fucking big. (laughs) It is disgusting that we're trying to both sides active genocide at this point. I, I ain't fucking having it. Yeah. So good for him. Anyways, Black Clover comes out March 31st. That's what the fuck we were originally talking about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But now we can get to the other thing, and for this thing, we have to go across the pond. Because, yes, the Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die dub does exist. And yes, it, it is an ocean dub based out of Canada. However, it's only available in the UK on the BBC's iPlayer platform. How very yeah. random. Uh, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you cannot bypass that via VPN. I no. Here's, here's the catch. And to all of us here on this side of the Atlantic, this sounds like a completely foreign concept because uh, it is. In the UK, there are regulations set in place for television for that, for people who want to watch television, in this case, uh, the BBC, you have to have a license, which costs money. 
at the at the cost of roughly a, I think it's 175 British pounds annually. I have Jeez. no idea how any of this works. Someone explain it to me. I'd like to know either. And unfortunately, that also goes into some of the stuff with BBC's iPlayer platform, like this. It is not only region-locked, but it's also paywalled. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is an unfortunate situation. Uh, that said, uh, if the dub exists and Ocean has it, Ocean in it, and Toei, you know, has the right to the dub, there is no way that's not coming over here in some capacity. It is going to happen. Oh, I don't know it's is. going to happen. On digital platforms, happen. at least, like World Trigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I mean, I'll even take that. I would prefer it, you know, maybe uh, made a little, uh, you, know, you know, a little indie, uh, a little indie television block. Uh, Tunavi, please. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if shit worked out and, like, capitalism wasn't a fucking cancer? Mm. Yeah. But hey, an ocean dub. Yeah, they're still cool. doing work. Which is wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad that I'm glad the dub exists at all, because uh, I was getting really worried about that. Yeah. And at least a fourth of it is done. Yes. Uh, yeah, but, uh, and once again, in general, people should just be watching Dragon Quest Nine. It is really good, like the best shonen adaptation we've gotten in a long time, basically. And we're about to hit the last episode. Uh, two episodes left, I think. Dope. Okay. Now we're gonna come back to our side of the Atlantic for uh, more paywalled stuff, which also ties into something that broke via a rumor a little while ago. So yes, for those of you who haven't heard. I don't know how you haven't heard, but here, here's the skinny. Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. It looks pretty. The story's kind of crap. If you want to watch it here in the U.S., it's on Hulu. Everywhere else, Disney+. Plus. Everywhere else, in finger quotes. That, now, does that mean the leaks were right? Not, to, not, not, not totally. Here's the thing. Every other country doesn't have to deal with the fact that every single television company here has their own platform. It's it's much more streamlined in other countries. They they have things a lot more uh, simple, like in Canada or in the UK or really anywhere else. Disney Plus internationally has what's called the Star uh, platform, which is what would be the equivalent of what we have from Disney on Hulu. So. ABC shows, Fox content, stuff that wouldn't really fit the quote-unquote Disney brand, <coughs> the Owl House. <clears throat> I'm still fucking mad. That show deserves better. And I guess the, this would fit. So, no, this, this does not mean Disney has full rights to it. That would be really fucking stupid. Viz still has full rights to it. However, conveniently enough, Bleach has just been completely yeeted off of Crunchyroll outright. Yeah, that's that's worth noting because that sort of ties into the whole fact that the license Crunchyroll had for Bleach was not from Viz. No. 
it was from what? TV Tokyo. Uh, yeah, so that's a pretty... So, yeah, uh, definitely curious what's going on there, but, uh... So, okay, but even putting that aside, like... Crunchyroll had, like, Crunchyroll had to know they were losing a show. They could have given some kind of heads up there. They definitely should have. Clear, clearly, they didn't care. I cannot believe how cutthroat this NDA was. Like, like at the end of the day, my frustrations about being wrong, I'm putting air quotes in, being wrong about the rumors for Disney being bullshit... I kind of am in awe at the fact that they couldn't say anything till a week before air. The issue with that is that the quote-unquote account that reported it did so basically without any actual evidence, which is a really fucking shitty thing to do. Uh, they also, that, uh, that person also proclaimed it wasn't going to be simulcasted, and uh, they were currently wrong there, so... Uh... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, that so, was very wrong. So in um, some ways it was correct, in some ways they were full of shit. And uh, also, just uh, in general, uh, please uh, do not send leakers. Uh, okay, I like I know it's cool getting to hear stuff early, but they are not always good people. In fact, they bother them generally. No, and, I uh, cannot believe this there case, are people this guy is Definitely not a good person. So. Oh yeah, oh. I, I read I read those messages. That's oh, boy. At the end of the day, Bleach showing up on Disney Plus Canada was not on my bingo card. Which which <laughs> people stand leakers was a thing I found out. Really? I mean, how do you think Forever World has a career? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I'm... that's a spicy one. Ooh. You know, I, I go for the jugular when I'm sick. I don't give a fuck. Ooh, First of all, fucking fair. A Viz series being exclusive to Hulu is nothing new. That was the case with Sailor Moon. That was the case with some other shows. But it is a bit different this time. They seem to yeah. have sold rights to Disney. He, here, here's the thing with Hulu. Back when Hulu started, back in the olden days of 2007, it was wonderful because it was a free platform with network TV shows the next day. It was awesome. And then more companies came aboard with it and decided, hey, we can put stuff on here. That's how I watched Inuyasha the Final Act as it aired. It was my first foray into quote-unquote simulcasting, and it was awesome. Viz has been a part of Hulu's infrastructure for a very long time. Granted, that was back when more companies were involved with it, as right now, yeah, Hulu is uh, two-thirds owned by Disney, the remaining one-third owned by Comcast, and that remaining third can be sold to Disney starting in 2024. Uh, yeah, not surprising, but I... It's, uh, but yeah, the point is, it is not particularly weird that Viz, like, partnered with Hulu the same way they always did. The Disney part is a little surprising, but honestly, it makes sense, because, again, Viz does not have their own streaming service, and if they had full rights, and uh, they needed to, you know, actually account for other countries, unlike before, with their earlier simulcast, so uh, going to Disney made sense in this case. 
it's hard to say if this play is going to work out in the long run because one of the Disney Pluses leaked Bleach a day early. Yeah. yeah. Uh, needless to say, they probably aren't going to make that mistake again. Remember when that happened on One Piece? Oh, God. By the way, I got curious and I decided to look up if Forever World video titles and thumbnails still give me indigestion, and sure enough, they still do. <laughs> uh. I, I just, I, I find it very interesting because clearly Viz, I mean, Viz could have sold it to any number of companies. They could have gone with Netflix, they could have gone with Disney, they could have gone with um, Crunchyroll. Uh, but clearly they, they made an interesting decision here to go with Disney. And I do wonder, I do wonder, if not for the fact that Hulu exists, would it have been on Disney Plus in the US? Uh, there is a, there's a real there. possibility. I think the the reason why it's not is because it's a third party show still, and I don't think third party stuff is generally on Disney Plus, except for some movies. It, it's 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 a complicated situation with how it works here because again, here we have two platforms. Everywhere else, it's just one. They haven't figured out. We don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, but yeah, this does make me wonder if like. Maybe Viz is trying to distance themselves from Crunchyroll a bit. I mean, technically speaking, they are a competitor. Yeah, they are. We'll have no. to see if this continues to be the case. Because right Crunchyroll now, Crunchyroll keeps adding shows to Hulu. Hmm. This is true. Yeah. So, obviously, the answer to all of our problems is a revival of Neon Alley. Honestly, it really I, was I, ahead I, of its time, wasn't it? Yeah, I, like honestly, I, like honestly, you're joking, but I really do want this. To happen. It was revolutionary, and it died too young. Oh. Alas, we must carry on because um, let me let me see if I still have my effects set up. Let me just do a little test here. Uh all right, I got it. Had to make sure everything was set in place because it is time for another Hunter X Hunter Watch update. He pronounced the X. That's the joke. It's a big update, folks. There is news. Yes, there is news. There is news of new chapters. Beginning October 23rd. So, just a preface. Ever since Tagashi started his account, it was very clear that, like, new chapters would be coming in the next couple of months. I figured at least the beginning of the 2023 issues of Shonen Jump before we got new chapters. We are, in fact, getting it slightly earlier. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, bad. Uh, there's really only one thing to say that this whole thing. You thought you'd never see me again, didn't you? Well, too bad! I'm alive. But I'm afraid I cannot say the same thing for Goku. So, yeah, um... I feel... So... I just want to reference, to give you a literal reference for the last time Hunter Hunter had new chapters in Weekly Shonen Jump. The last chapters we got were in 
the end of 2018. The end of the 2018 issues of Shonen Jump. It's been that long? It's been that long, and you want to know what premiered in the first issue of the 2019 Weekly Shonen Jump magazine? Chainsaw Man. (laughs) From the time between the last chapter of Hunter Hunter to the next chapter of Hunter Hunter... The entirety of Chainsaw Man happened. And it seemed very fitting that from the first chapter debut after Hunter Hunter went on its last hiatus, this news came out the day before the first episode of the Chainsaw Man anime premiere. It has been four years. For, if you want to also talk about how crazy this is, there are only four manga in Weekly Shonen Jump right now that were running when the last chapter of Hunter Hunter aired, when the last chapter of Hunter Hunter premiered, that are still in the magazine. That's One Piece, My Hero Academia, Black Clover, and Jujutsu Kaisen, which was still really new. It was like, it started early 2018, actually. March 2018, in fact. So that was still a really fledgling series. Mm. Oh, how we all get so much older when we talk about this stuff. I also want to say I was really concerned about one thing, and I'm really glad to see that concern has been addressed and fixed. Because up until yesterday, the Hunter Hunter manga was not available to read in the weekly Shonen Jump vault. At all. None of it. As of yesterday... You can now read all 390 chapters of Hunter Hunter on the Shonen Jump app. Which is really helpful. Because I have completely erased what the fuck is happening in Hunter Hunter. I'm so glad we didn't have to hit a point. Like I thought I literally thought Tagashi was the type that did not want any of his works on digital come hell or high water, and I thought that was gonna be all she wrote. I'm glad to have been proven wrong. I'm glad that we are going to get an official legal way to read new chapters of Hunter Hunter. Because fuck, man, I'm not going back to scans. Scans for Hunter Hunter in particular are absolute dog shit. Uh, yeah, and uh, this now means I can uh, re I can uh, reread the Dark Continent arc from the beginning to uh, get myself caught up. Or ref- or, ref- or refresh my brain because I really need a refresher. The, the 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 amount of dialogue in those chapters is extremely wordy, and I just have erased all of it. Like reading wordy Tagashi prose with scan laden fucking winging it instead of professional translators is night and day. Welcome back, Tagashi. Mm. Welcome back, indeed. 
Anyways, you think you think Super Eyepatch Wolf is just shitting himself right now? I don't think he's uh, gotten over the mental madness that is uh, Nathan Fielder first. Oh, 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 yeah, I saw that. That was, uh, that was something. I rewatched the entirety of his and Wooly's Gone in 60 Seconds videos, which, Jet, I need to show <laughs> you the Gone in 60 Seconds videos. It is a trip. Oh, I, I've seen some of them. I don't think I've seen all of them, though. Oh, you have, have you seen the Magfest saga or the Ireland saga? Because those are, those are trips. I, I think I've seen the stuff for, like, the season one materials, specifically. Okay. The, I, they do some weird shit. I'm glad he's doing, I'm glad John's doing well. He, he's a good dude. Yeah. All right. So that's, yeah, manga is good. And before we, we start our um, New York Comic Con roundup of uh, announcements, we have some and <laughs> we have some news, if I can talk, from the Harvey Awards, which happened uh, the same weekend. The winner of Best Manga is, for the first time, a repeat winner. It is, once again, Chainsaw Man. Literally going to take over the motherfucking world that fucking horny, violent gremlin Denji is. <laughs> so what was it nominated against? I was actually curious. Uh, Blood on the Tracks, Blue Lock, uh, Cat Plus Gamer, Red Flowers, and Spy Family. Interesting selection, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Yes, Chainsaw Man now joins an illustrious... Uh, Family of recipients, uh, like My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness, My Hero Academia, Witch Hat Hatelier, and yes, Chainsaw Man. What a fucking weird group of people to walk into a bar together. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, uh, New York Comic Con. It happened. Things were announced. Trailers were shown. None of it matters because the Owl House is gonna go out with a fucking bang. I, th- I've I've never seen something so. How do I describe this? The Owl House's finale, like truncated finale, exists in what I can only describe as a. I'm going to go out kicking and screaming, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do to stop me. It's yelling, mm. bless your hearts, while waving the middle fingers high up into the air and screaming, fuck you, Chapik, you fucking asshole. Not a- I don't know what's more amazing. The fact that there is extremely overt, in-your-face, by-flag imagery with the text saying hi I'm bi or the fact that she came out to her mother with Windows Movie Maker <laughs> like I, Owl House fucking owns and I need to get back to it really badly yeah uh, first two seasons are on Disney Plus and uh, the first of these three long episode things starts uh, this weekend 
I'm so happy for Zeno Robinson in particular. Dude mm-hmm. gets to live the fucking cool anime dreams and gets to be like on like legit Disney cartoons. I think he's like he is his character in Big City Greens has actively upgraded to main character status, which fucking good for him. Actually, same for same for Craig of the Creek too. Which man, fu- fucking fucking Zaslav can suck a dick. Yeah, man. The enemy, the enemy of creativity's truly is capitalism. Yeah, the the enemy of creativity is content by committee. Yeah, there's a lot of it going around here, which is why animation is uh, so wonderful because it can be a true medium for people who are fans of animation. That's the audience. It's not going to be always a bunch of, you know, 8 to 10 year old kids looking to buy toys. There are animation fans out there who just love animation for the sake of it. Mm. And, and uh, that's a lot of people who watch The Owl House and Big City Greens and Amphibia and DuckTales and fucking Infinity Train. Know your audience. Know who your audience is. So what if they don't buy toys? Sell them DVDs. They'll buy that. I mean, I mentioned this the other day, but it is sort of, but it is sort of wild how like no executives over here just take a look at how anime markets itself in Japan and think, you know, what if we just like I don't know sold like merch for these cartoons or you know like box sets stuff like that and not just you know. Rely purely on toy sales or like specific demographics or whatever nonsense. But no one does that. I, I, I know we're talking about animation and shit already, which is an interesting segue to talk about. I don't know how to feel about Velma. Uh, I trailer does not have a good first impression. I. I'm not going. I'm not going to beef it too much until I see an actual trailer because that is very much a proof of concept trailer, like yeah, like yeah. a tone trailer. It, it's me- it was meant to be intentionally provocative. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. But I did not really care, care for it. For and it. I, yeah, and I also kind of not cared for some of the things they have said since then, like uh, the reasons as to why. Scooby is not in the show. When the reality is, they wouldn't let him use the dog. Wait, what have they said about Scooby not being in the show? I think I think the I think the TLDR version is somebody higher up didn't want Scooby to be in the show because of branding or market research or whatever. But the writers were all like, "But we can't adapt Scooby." Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, the actual reason is that they were not allowed to use him because you know. I guess it wants to be an adult thing, uh, but the, yeah, but yeah, but the excuse they said was, "Oh, we wouldn't know how to adapt Scooby Doo for like a modern adult audience." And I'm like, "Who do you think does Scooby Doo?" Just get James Gunn back to do it. He can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I I just have to take a moment and uh, laugh at myself that when it was originally announced that. Uh, Mindy Kaling's Velma would would not be white anymore, and that it's kind of leaning into stereotypes that she's uh, <laughs> the smart one. And I was like, yeah, that would be about the same as if they made Shaggy black. Oh, oh, 
Uh, yeah, see, uh, we don't have enough time today, so I have to watch Shaggy. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, just... let's just put a pin in that and come back Norville. to it. Norville. Norville. Let's 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 just put a pin in that and come back to it when it actually premieres. I love that Dennis is Fred. That's fantastic. Yes, Glenn Howerton as Fred is perfect casting. I'll give it that much. Honestly, I think the whole cast is good. That's it's not an issue. Yeah, Ho- hopefully again, the writing is good. Uh, again, more to be determined once it actually premieres because all we have is just a very snarky trailer to go by. Yeah, why is Zaslav only like cartoons like that and Harley Quinn? <laughs> Just saying. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, we don't have time to dissect all that. I just. I... How do you yeah. pass on a Batman show? I do not understand. I don't anyway. understand. It's so easy. It's easy fucking money. Moving. On. Okay, we need to stop. Moving on. Yes, we have only two uh, panel things to talk about from New York Comic Con for this show. Uh, we're starting with Crunchyroll. They have things that will be coming uh, sometime soonish. Uh, this first thing here is a project apparently based off of uh, something from Nitro Plus, Revenger. Not to be confused with Tokyo Revengers, which is also getting a new season in January. Have fun with that conversation. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) It looks like an original anime, and it looks samurai, and it looks like it could be cool. We know literally nothing else. That's all we know, so expect to hear more about it in, like, at least a year. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we had another look at, uh, well, this thing called the Ice Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World. It is, in fact, not an isekai. It is just a fantasy magic academy. (laughs) It is a show. I'm sorry, did I just see the word eugenics? Hold up. An incident uh, occurs at Arnold Magical Institute. The mi- <laughs> the mysterious organization Eugenics. <laughs> Wait, wow. what is that? Wow, is that really it? It's a check. Watch the trailer. I just, I just was like, I was like, had this on in the background that I heard. And then I just saw the text. An incident occurs at the Magical Institute. The mysterious organization Eugenics. I'm like fucking, fucking. Are you fucking... Uh, well, um, <laughs> the evil, this? the evil magicians are called Eugenics. <laughs> that's, 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 oh, that's, uh, man, I have only wanted to say to that. I can't believe this show is ripping off Bashle. Oh fuck, fucking Christ. <laughs> Uh, the Ice Blade yeah. Sorcerer is halted. The one who inherits. Uh, after fighting in the Far East Ward, his last. His enrolled at the uh, Magic. Uh, it's coming in t- January, and we'll forget about it when it premieres. He's the first ordinary to attend the Academy. So uh, he's. Oh my god, it is fucking Mashals. Fucking. Uh. Oh gosh. And now he's the. Pre- he and the priest. Uh. Uh. And we 
also had a, another look at something else something else coming in January by the race of the gods season two it looks cozy and it looks slimy but cozy slimy it's a cute show I enjoyed the first season for the most part though it did kind of feel aimless by the end of the season I mean it's a show about a boy and a slime sometimes you need to chill with a boy and his slimes it's, a, it's another one of those ones where a guy gets isekai and he decides to benefit society with his uh, creative magic. We could improve society somewhat, yet you live in society. How curious, says the fucking <laughs> chud protagonist. Let's, let's make raincoats out of slimes. <laughs> yeah. And build a laundry service. And the slimes clean the laundry. <laughs> Why is every fucking isekai so obsessed with mayonnaise, by the way? Not in... Because they can't use the other white, creamy substance. Uh, uh, I mean, I they know. can. <laughs> Have you not watched... Oh, God, why am I forgetting? Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't like to think about mayonnaise that way. It just seems gross. Also, they announced at that panel that uh, the dub for My Hero Academia Season 6 will premiere on the 15th. Two weeks behind. Not bad. Cool. Yeah, that's... It's such a huge cast that, frankly, two weeks behind is impressive. Yeah. That was all that. Uh, There was also a cool little thing that happened in Times Square... Big old trailer for One Piece Film Red all over yeah. all the video walls. It's kind of an insane feat that they had like a takeover of like Times Square. Like that's that's big money. <laughs> What's that? What's that? All of you who said One Piece isn't popular? That's right. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> uh, cur- uh, curious they have the money for this, but uh, yeah. are okay. willing to, uh, you know... Uh, before you finish that, that sentence, before I mean, you finish that's, that that's sentence... I mean, that's Toei money, baby. That's what I was going to say, is that Toei is still different than Also, it might Crunchy be Japanese Roll. government money. <laughs> yeah. It, it could be Japanese government money. It could be... It could be auto music money, which... Also, they oh. confirmed the uh, voice actress for um, Uta is uh, Amelie. Perfect. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, like, uh, which she was being allowed to sing, but it isn't anything. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, they confirmed Otto is still going to do the songs, which basically tells me, yeah, they're making real money off those songs, so they really can't. If anything, that just means Amelie can actually do covers. Which she will. She she did say something about covering all of them. She She would definitely be down to, it's just she needs to make her own arrangements instead of using the M&E. No M&E for m uh, Well, I mean, the movie probably made Toei enough money so far that they could afford to spend, I don't know, a couple million dollars to get that Times Square visual going. It's getting a pretty wide release, too. This is giving One Piece the boost in sales that it had been losing for a couple of years, which is fucking wild to me. It's never too late to become a One Piece fan. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, point is, uh, anime does in fact make money. It does. Yes, yes, it does. So invest a little to make the conditions better. You can afford it, people. Studios, licensors, 
we could pr improve society somewhat, or we could not, says the industry. So I, I did want to say this because I had a lovely conversation with uh, Kaylee Mills and Xanthi Quinn. Uh, both of them recorded Housing Complex C from home. Bang yeah. Zoom is real good about doing remote recording. Good on you, Bang Zoom. Kind of insane how much the narrative shifted from like Bang Zoom being really shitty with various practices about like casting to actively getting mm -hmm. better. Yeah. Yeah, remember, uh, people at Bang Zoom got some folks in Canada to record Yashihime. It just had to be outside of the confines of ocean, but they did it, and they're better off for it. Uh, yeah, uh, the lesson here is bully works, so uh, continue to bully Crunchyroll. It's always morally correct to bully big corporations. Yes, even if they don't listen and decide to act like idiots, because... Anyway. La 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 la, I anyway, can't hear you. Anyway, let's just carry on to the other thing from New York Comic Con. Uh, Viz, they had announcements, mostly in the uh, manga sphere, which, if you haven't noticed, we're not doing as much of on the show because a lot of this sort of re sort of just sort of boils down to, cool, next. So if we're going to do them, we're going to do them for the bigger, for the bigger ones. Or the ones that I'll be like, holy shit, what? Yeah. So if if you want to know what Yen Press and Seven Seas have, just check their Twitter. They, they update them every day. But uh, mm -hmm. also, I love that I'm seeing this Don to Don ad on A and N right now. That is a cool manga. You should read it. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So here's what we, we can expect coming to us next summer from Viz. First, we have Chainsaw Man Buddy Stories. It it seems to be a light novel with some short stories of characters from Chainsaw Man, in case you would like to read a story where these characters are actually having fun, instead of not. Uh, and definitely use yep. more power stories. God, I, I lo I'm looking at, like, Denji and Power as friends, and it's like, there is not a single brain cell between those two. <laughs> I, I loved watching that shot at the end of the OP, where it's just... It's basically Denji and Power Fortnite dancing while Aki's like, I can't fucking deal with you people. He has the brain cell between the three of them. Uh, <laughs> Alright, we also have here Until I Love Myself The Journey of a Non-Binary Manga Artist. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely looks like it's going to be some pretty heavy subject matter. But it sounds like a very interesting subject to talk about, and that's fucking cool that Viz picked this up. That's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, that yeah. is very cool. Yeah, we also have here Heart Gear. I hear really good things about this one, actually. Uh, yeah, uh, this was a, this one is interesting because um, yeah, I heard good things about it, and it was on high. It is for like a really really long time and it just came back recently so uh i guess it's on a good enough schedule now that biz was willing to pick it up oh yeah that 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 owns good mm -hmm. yeah that's probably read it we have a pair of mong of uh marvel titles here we have marvel comics a manga tribute and from the creator of blames tomo nihei Wolverine snicked. 
Oh, shit. I, I was looking at the manga tribute thing where I know there's Yusuke Murata Spider-Man. I, I missed that there was a Tsutomu Nihei Wolverine manga? Fucking what? Yeah. What? Yeah. How did I miss that? That's fucking cool. Mm. Didn't Viz previously announce the Deadpool mangas? Oh, uh, they oh, already oh, have that, it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's out already. I'm There's like, like two or three issues out. Yeah, I'd like to see that Barnes and Noble, whatever I like, go there. Nice. Yeah, I gotta go back there sometime. Man, that's crazy. God, that's gotta be some, like, uh, knuckle body horror shit. <laughs> yeah. Alright. From Kazuo Umezu, we have a hardcover edition of Cat-Eyed Boy, the perfect edition. This mm. looks like an oldie. Yeah. Sure does. Let me see if I can pull up some information. Um... Not sure when it began, but uh, apparently listed as first published by Shonen Gahosha in 1969. So take that Ooh, however you will. That's uh, yeah. a real oldie. Mm. Yeah, there's that. All right, from Kenichi Kondo, we have Dark Gathering. This looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think an anime got announced for this, like, not too long ago, so, uh, good timing. It did. Yeah, no, this one looks really cool, and this looks very much like... My immediate thought is this gives me very big toilet-bound Hanukkah-kun vibes, so... This one actually looks like a cool get. I'll check this one out. Mm. All right. We have Wolf Girl and Black Prince... So two uh... things. Two things. One, I actually hear this is an extremely problematic shoujo manga, and from some of the things I've heard, I totally get why. Secondly, this wasn't already licensed? Yeah, it feels like something uh, they would have gotten the ages huh. ago. That was my they immediate... Th that was, like, actually my first thought. Like, wait, this wasn't already a licensed manga? Yeah, because yeah, my thing was, like, I saw the title and I was like, wait, it has to be something else. It can't be that one. Like, they had to have already had that one. And it was it, like, oh, no, it is that one. Like, they didn't have it. That's my biggest takeaway. Is like, this this wasn't licensed already? Apparently not. What? Okay. Sure. But, uh, no, more power to you, but just... That's a strange get for 2023. Yeah. Alright. Well, we also have here what I can only assume is a very tongue-in-cheek self-help book. The Way of the House Husband, The Gangster's Guide to Housekeeping. <laughs> Murray Kondo fucking eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> that sparks, Julie. Oh, apparently it might also be a cookbook, too, because there are recipes in it. That's cool. Oh, Ooh, nice. oh that's great. Yeah. We also have another one of these, because apparently people buy these. Demon Slayer, the official coloring book, too. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Who was the mad lad that one day woke up and said, Manga are black and white. What if we made them into coloring books? 
Probably the kid. Probably the guy whose like four-year-old kid drew over all of his fucking manga and got really pissed. <laughs> and then was like, "Wait a second! Wait a fucking second, buddy! You're a genius!" And then he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> maybe." Yeah. All right. Uh, we also have here, like a butterfly, cute little shoujo series. I like the art of this one. This one looks very cute. Mm-hmm. From Yusuke Osawa, we have Spider-Man Fake Red. There's a lot more Marvel manga than I thought there was. Mm. Great yeah, that stuff. One does, uh, that is at least a slightly interesting premise. Mm-hmm. All right. We have a series about Rakugo. Akane Banashi. Hell yeah. yeah, boy. Hell yeah, this one got a physical release. I've I've been hearing nothing but fantastic things about this one. I genuinely did not know if Viz was going to give this a physical release. Sure enough, it is. This is great. Uh, I'm very happy. Yeah, uh, genuinely surprised they jumped on it so fast. Like, it was really well in Japan, so, like, it makes some degree of sense, but... Uh... Okay, but again, you know, it's about rock ago, so it was hard to tell if they were going to risk it over here, but they're doing it, which is, again, really surprising, considering this is, you know, not a battle manga. A not- series about a niche <laughs> subject matter in Weekly Shonen Jump starring a female lead? It's a bold yeah. move. It's a bold move, and I'm glad Act Age gets to live on in some form. Uh... Uh... I'm still never going to quite be over that one. Ugh. Okay. Well, we have more Junji Ito with Soichi Junji Ito Story Collection. I keep learning it's. I keep learning there's more Junji Ito things that are still yet to be licensed. That's a fascinating discovery. Mm. Quite the rabbit hole. It's also very yeah. funny learning... Hey, did you know Junji Ito is technically shoujo? Mm-hmm. I feel like what is shoujo, shonen, and seinen almost means nothing. Like, those are such benign terms at this point. Yeah, it, it, it literally only means that it ain't shonen jump specifically as a brand. It's just fascinating to me. Uh, Anyways, more Jinji. Yeah. And naturally, we're going to follow that up with Disney Mirrorverse Belle. Why does she look cool? Why does she actually look really cool in this? Belle has always been cool. Uh, okay, no, Belle's always been cool. But why does she look specifically really cool in this? Uh, I, feel- I, didn't, I didn't even know there was another mobile game besides just in Wonderland. I feel like, wait, is this the one that had the fucking wild woody? D- yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, this, oh. is, this is Disney Mirrorverse. This is the other weird uh, mobile game they're doing. Guys, I need to show you what fucking woody looks like in Disney Mirrorverse. Okay. Okay, please show me. I'm curious. Okay, you're not ready. What? <laughs> uh... What am I looking at? I don't know. Uh... My immediate thought is that his face looks like Lyle Raff. <laughs> that face does not look like it should be on that body, and I'm kind of impressed they went for it. 
it's just like a uniquely strange is this hot i don't even know i don't i don't know abilities of woody reach for the sky sheriff's roundup and a friend in me Just make the Twisted Wonderland anime already, Anaplex. You know you want to. It's coming. It's yeah. literally coming. Yeah. Uh, on the note of Beauty and the Beast, uh, rest in peace, mm. Angela Lansbury, mm -hmm. 96 years young. That's fuck. Rest in power to a fucking queen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. Next up here, The Art of Demon Slayer, the anime, a big old art book from uh, Ufotable and Gotoge. Nice. Mm. 300 and pieces. And the last major physical release you do out in the summer. Goodbye, Airy by Tatsuki he... Fujimoto. Nice. Good Goodbye, Airy is fucking insane. It's 200 pages, and it's very much one of those. I feel like Goodbye... If you saw the opening to Chainsaw Man and thought... Okay, th these people clearly love movies. Goodbye, Airy is basically the magnum opus for how much of a fucking cinephile Tatsuki Fujimoto is. It's lovely. Mm. It's 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 batshit insane. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they also uh, announced some upcoming digital releases throughout uh, next spring. P P P P P P. Nero, Where's a Martial Artist, and Candy Flurry. Nero and Candy Flurry makes sense. P6 is kind of a bummer. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, that's surviving in Jump, even though I was kind of expecting it not to. I, I like it's doing decently. They could have given it a physical release. It's doing pretty well, and by all intents and purposes, a series like that should not be working, especially with like the uniquely strange art style, but like it's made it past one year. If you make it past one year, that is a very exceptional accomplishment in Weekly Shonen Jump especially. Good on P6. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I've really been enjoying it lately. I will check it out at some point. Yep. And so ends New York Comic Con. A convention where a lot of people can't fucking read a sign. I really wish I went just so I could see that dub premiere and get to meet a couple of cast members, but oh well. Alright. And so we carry on with a, a few uh, new slash up returning anime announcements that we have to uh, run down. There will be more Kingdom. Season 5 will be coming... January 2024. I'm glad they figured out that worker revolt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, um, yeah, I still gotta finish uh, seasons three and four because I'm pretty far behind. But again, I do. Um, but again, I do like Kingdom and. Uh, I'm pretty sure season five is like probably past what I read of the manga back in the day, so I am curious to see more of that story. Yep. Stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for 
Well, for the first time, Don Machi is going to core. The second half of uh, season four will begin in January. Belle and the best girl in the show getting their fucking asses beat in that poster. Good God. Fantastic series I hope to actually watch one day. I watched season one and it was pretty good. I heard season two was not good. And I heard season three was very good. Yeah. Also due out uh, sometime next year. There will be more Double as a Part-Timer. Season 3 is happening, which is cool, even if Season 2 was kind of eh, a little bit undercooked. Honestly, the fact that like this would have been so in demand for a while, I'd be shocked if they only left it to the one season, so I'm glad there's more. And mm -hmm. I, I'll i say this, it, it boggles my mind that people were disappointed specifically about it, there not being a lot of action or there not being a lot of fights because that was a real thing on the Reddit and it's like who the fuck was watching Devil's a part-timer for the action? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Like, like clearly people were which you That's have weird. so many choices now. You're not starving for choices. Let part-timer be the dumb magical fantasy comedy shit. Who can, really? Okay, whatever. Anyways, more, more of it's coming. Hoorah. Mm -hmm. We also have this show coming to us in April from Testica Productions, My Home Hero. The premise of this is pretty interesting. It's basically just a guy trying to fight against a people that are trying... It's basically just ordinary guys basically in a battle to fucking fight people that are trying to off him and his family uh yeah um honestly i honestly like i read that description i look at the poster i'm thinking yeah i am actually totally surprised this is not like an urusawa thing they're adapting it sounds like something he would write it kind of does have a big urusawa energy to it now that you mention it which kind of makes me more intrigued we shall see in time what that will be all about and we also have this coming to us, uh, I think, next year. I think it's confirmed for next year, yes. Okay, yes, it is the anime of Shy. Yeah! Okay, I'm very happy about this one. I've heard great things about this for a while now. I'm very happy this is getting an anime. I'm a big fan of the studio, and I'm a big fan of the director of this one in particular. Uh, this is going to be done at Studio 8-Bit, which is the that time I got reincarnated as a slime studio and currently doing this season's Blue Lock. And it's being directed by Masaomi Ando, who you'll know as the director for things such as Astra Lost in Space, Scum's Wish, School Live, and Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, just to name a few. Uh, wow, I was literally thinking to myself, wow, you know, I think he hasn't done anything in a while, I wonder what he's up to, and now we know. So, the thing that's interesting, I'm going to conspiracy theory for a second. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about how much uh, the production of Classroom of the Elite looks like it's falling the fuck apart. And how the production of that 
and some of the Lurchy's past stuff has been less great than it has been. And my brain is thinking, hey, Masaomi Ando is a great director. He also literally has been directing anime with Studio Lurchy for like half a decade now. It feels particular. I know directors are like freelance and can do whatever they want and all that, but it's like that dude has been directing almost exclusively at one studio for several years now, and it seems kind of surprising to see him directing an anime, a highly anticipated one at that, at another studio. Uh, yeah, like next to Deji uh, Kishi, who is probably the most notable director. Yeah, 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 which is pretty fucking wild, but. No, Masaomi Ando is a director I really like. Not because I feel like he always gets the the vibe and the tone of the material the manga he's adapting without feeling too like elevating the material without being like slavishly married to it, which I'm going to be real, I've hit that point where I feel like there are people who are so dedicated to the fucking source that it's actively poisoning their fucking perception of media where it's like i saw somebody say they skimmed through episode one of chainsaw man just to make sure it looked good and then it was like i'm not gonna watch the whole episode i already know it and i'm gonna wait for the whole thing to be out before i actually watch it because i've read the manga it's like why would you consume anything like that just just fucking watch a show sit down (laughs) and watch a show even if you've read it before like a fucking normal human being shit <laughs> it's a completely different experience the source is not god for fuck's sake Ugh. anyways shy anime actually pretty excited for this one yeah and there's one more new announcement we can talk about this one i know for certain is definitely a tba it is the anime of the great cleric I'm going to be real with you. I saw that poster and I saw the name and my my eyes rolled so hard in the back of my head. And it's like, not this fucking shit again. And then, so like the same way I got a guy that tells me when I got an actual good rom-com to look forward to. I got a girl who tells me when there's a decent isekai light novel thing to look forward to. And she tells me this one's good. So I will take her word that this one's a good, but also a guy whose opinion I don't trust also said it was good. So I don't know which one's lying to me and which one's telling the truth. (laughs) I'll put this as any way the wind blows, but upon surface level predictions and assumptions it's eh. yeah, I, mean, I mean I was looking at the description to see if there was anything interesting and it's just kind of like eh, yeah it's an easy guy so like sure it might be fine but I guess I'll know what it is yeah yeah I got nothing else to say yeah well it's there so uh there you go people Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, now we get to uh, the. Well, I just lumped it up as everything else because I don't know if we know where else to put any of the stuff. 
there are some more movies on Crunchyroll after the uh, assortment of movies that showed up throughout September. Uh, Fruits Basket Prelude and Fairy Tale Dragon Cry. They're now up there. If you want to watch them, there you go. Oh, shit. I actually forgot that the Fruits Basket movie came out. I do want to watch that. I should totally do that. It's yeah. very good. Um, uh, Get yeah, out the tissues. I should do that. And, uh, uh, nah, 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 nah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I respect your decision not to make that joke, which, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I want to watch it, but yes, I know there's problematic material in it either way. Yeah. As 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 out uh, no, I wasn't even thinking about that specifically. I was just like, as uh, no, I heard Fairy Tale Dragon Cry. I was thinking to like the dumb doc episode and like the that came. Oh the oh the fucking <laughs> prison. Oh the like sex dungeon. Got it. Man, that's a that's a deep cut. Okay then. Um. <laughs> Speaking of sex dungeons, because Florida... <laughs> what the fuck is that a segue? Because Florida... Yeah. We got a we got a rather surprising announcement from Netflix. The third batch of Stone Ocean episodes will be dropping on December 1st. I did uh, not expect this this quick. That was uh, yeah, uh, ugly fast. So uh, I guess this means that the gap between the first and second cores was enough for them to basically finish the whole thing. I like I figured I was thinking March. I did mm-hmm. not expect. Oh yeah, this th- three months between the second and final part. That's that's wild. But you know what? I've been liking Stone Ocean a lot. And it's still pretty good. Are we going to see how Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be adapted now? I, I think we are. I'm morbidly <laughs> curious. Definitely afraid. And it's going to be very funny. Anyway, speaking of sex dungeons. So, so like, Poochie got fucking boned by Dio, right? Oh. Totally, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, literally, though. They are definitely more than friends. It's yeah. like... <laughs> like, literally had his mutant baby. He's a vampire. Who cares? <laughs> it's not It's not gay. It's not gay if it's oral, so says the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a priest, so he would know. He would know. Yeah. All right, next up here, because, you know, know, I know we've had a lot of negativity recently. We're going to lighten the mood up a bit. And we're going to talk about something that uh, Satoru Noda, the mangaka of Golden Kamui, finally did. He finally went, fine, you want to know so badly? I'll tell you. We now have a chart of the main characters of Golden Kamui by Dick. I beautiful. I kind of love. I kind of love how insane a creator would do this. Like it, it's not only insane, but it's like literally the boldest, craziest thing I've ever seen is a mangaka to just straight up say these are the. Everybody keeps writing about me to ask. I'm just gonna tell you. Here you are, you perverts. These are the characters with the biggest dicks. But I think my favorite thing about this 
he had to work so hard not to give Tanagaki the biggest dick spot. <laughs> nope, that went to Ushiyama. Ushiyama is the character Chris Sabat plays, who's built like a bear, has a square forehead, and is literally called Dick Sensei, and he has a footer. <laughs> yeah, we don't have numbers uh, uh, on our end, but we're going to have to take... Uh... It is apparently 11.75 inches. Impressive. Wow. I think my favorite thing is the fact that Tanagaki is clearly his favorite, and he basically turned what is just like a normal proportion, like Soldier Man, and bimbo-fied him like harder than anything I've ever seen. And he's clearly his favorite... And he only gave him the silver medal just to not seem biased. Yeah, well, certainly puts that uh, that uh, opiate scene into a whole new context now, doesn't it? Oh, it wasn't opiate. It was like otter meat. Whatever it was. Whatever it was, it, it was basically the late 1800s equivalent of ecstasy. Okay. So, Botaro is a character who's introduced in Season 4. Kira Ronke, which was Rico's guy, is uh, just out of the top three. Uh, Kikita. Which one's Kikita? I don't actually think I've met Kikita yet. Uh, Ariko. Also, Surumi is the smallest. That is actually a little surprising. A little bit surprising, <laughs> but you know what? It makes sense. So, in addition to that listing... Um, it's confirmed that uh, Sugimoto, Ogata, Usami, Hichikata, and Koito are all considered average size, while Shiraichi is slightly smaller than average, which that is the one that makes the most amount of sense to me out of all of this is, uh, of course, he's a, he's a little smaller than the rest of the pack. That, that, that just makes perfect sense. Yeah. He also did mention... It's not the size of the baseball bat. It's how you hit the home runs. I may have paraphrased a couple of things there. Satoru Noda is maybe one of the most powerful mangaka creators I've ever seen. Mm. I like I cannot believe he just straight up came out and said, Okay, everybody wants to know. Here's the here's the dick sized tier list. It is genuinely the funniest, kind of most incredible thing I think I've ever seen. Mm. The absolute balls and shaft of the man. Uh, it is wonderful. And yes, Golden Commonly is pure bar bait, and it's wonderful because of it. All right, so uh, we've talked a bit about Chainsaw Man in this episode. But I ask you this, what does Chainsaw Man and this clip have in common? Tomato. That, it was referenced in the new opening, wasn't it? The Chainsaw Man opening is the finest piece of cinephile wank, and I say that as glowing praise. Gene would love it. It it really it, it really is everything Fujimoto ever could have wanted. 
It's yes, because incredible. In it, you get homages and references to the following: the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Pulp Fiction, Sadako versus Kayako, No Country for Old Men, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Don't Look Up, Jacob's Ladder, Constantine, Fight Club, Thor: Love and Thunder. The Big Lebowski, and yes, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, absolutely incredible. And, oh my god, I didn't even... Holy shit, I didn't even catch that reference. And that's not even a movie reference. That's I'm not even going to say what that is. I just... Wow! Yeah. Wow, that's... This, a- <laughs> this is some galaxy brain stuff here. The person who was making this opening knew what they were fucking doing, and this is oh, kind uh, of... That, oh, uh, that would be uh, the legendary Chigo Yamashita, who is just always doing amazing work there. Oh, fuck, that dude's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, like, it's fucking dope. Like, this is... As, like, a fan of movies, and as a fan of the Chainsaw Man manga, there is some incredible visual visual symbolism and homages and references to the manga, and just some damn cool cuts. I love... This... Oh, this is great. This is a great opening. Yeah, I think you said it. One of the key, one of the best things about manga today is that it's just devolving into a lot of uh, film criticism, and that's wonderful. It is. I I also appreciate the fact that power is just trying to like look slutty for the camera, and all they can focus is it is it's just denji on all fours. It's like yeah. There's so much going on here, and I'm I'm pleasantly impressed by this OP. It is just a fantastic, fantastic opening. It's fine art. Good first impression the Chainsaw Man anime has given. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get to home video talk, we got news. Disco Tech Day is happening. One week, one week from Monday, October 24th. Dope. There will be mm. stuff announced. Okay, so like... Dare I Dream... Jet... We were talking about this earlier where it's like... I think there was something from the NHK thing that was not put on oh, yeah, Netflix oh, here. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, give me the... Community Turtle Game was not NHK, not NTV. On, uh, right. As a, yeah, yeah, Community Turtle Game was not put on Netflix, even though that was part of the NTV deal. So it seems like uh, so far that deal is not applied over here. But uh, I, I mean, again, JR Picture said it will be showing up on Netflix in Australia on November 1st. But so, uh, yeah, but there was a link, and uh, there was a link came up over here. So uh, we probably aren't going to get. I mean, yeah, so, uh, it, yeah, but uh, anyway, my reasoning here is this. Uh, if NTV is giving out sponsor to Netflix uh, internationally in any capacity, that means even if it is not over here, that means someone has it over here. So whoever has it over here needs to speak up and say something. I, I know NDAs, and you don't want to say till you're ready, but like... 
Just say it. That that is to me the whitest whale we got. I don't even know what comes if that one gets revealed. What's even after that? That's like the next big whale. I don't know. Master Keaton. All right. Yeah, I'll go for that. Anyways, <laughs> Discotheque Day. Look forward yes. to it. We will talk about it in the near future. Yes, we'll talk about it in a future episode, probably in like a couple weeks. Okay. We might be waiting a little while for the final Evangelion film to come to home video over here because it will be heading to home video in Japan on March 8th. And it will be yet another revision, now called Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.11, because, of course, that's how they do it. And it will have a whole bunch of additions and goodies. There will be a 4K Blu-ray release. Uh, G-Kids, you know what to do. You know what to do. Please. Yeah. Yeah. And now we'll come to our actual home video roundup, because we just have some odds and ends along with uh, some other cool things. First, we're going to talk about some stuff from Ascended Animation, because yes, they have things available for sale on disc. Coming out on November 1st, for the low, low price of $12.99, all six minutes of Henke Shoujo. I love I love the fact the running time is actually six minutes. It's so funny to me. Wow. I, I, I didn't even think it would be six minutes. I thought it was like one five one minute episodes. So it's so funny. Uh fuck it. I would buy it for that price. I like that they list the English voice actors on the back of the box. Oh, I actually didn't didn't even see that. That's pretty yeah, cool. cool. That is really cool, actually. Good job, Ascendant. Good job. Yeah. And this next one, we don't have a date. It's a placeholder listing, but, you know, it will be coming. The uncut release of Everything for Demon King Evologia. That's the one that stars Karen, right? I believe so. And to note, you can buy it digitally on Amazon. Oh, it does version. say on the back. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, there he is. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, you didn't hear it from me, but um, the big guy is not the one on top, if you know what I mean. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Wink, wink. All right, uh, Anaplex, uh, they have a thing out on December 20th, day and date with the, fundami- with the p- habits, with the Crunchyroll release. Yeah, it, you know what, it just is the Funimation release, let's be fucking real here. Yeah, 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 anyway, December 20th from Anaplex, their limited edition set of Demon Slayer Entertainment District arc with six soundtrack CDs. That's Whoa. pretty crazy. Mm. That's pretty fucking crazy that they got six soundtrack CDs. Yeah. And from G Kids coming out December twenty seventh, my birthday. Yay! Goodbye, Don Gleese. Yay! That's a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. I also enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you also cry? Oh, oh yeah. 
That ending, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have it in here, but I do know there is a placeholder listing for Induo, so that'll be coming out hopefully sometime next year. I look forward to finding out if that actually is going to be sub only or if there is a dub for that, which if there is a dub for that, I have questions. Yeah, I would have questions too. And now we come to Discotech for their December 27th uh, release slate. Again, my birthday. What did you get me for my birthday, guy? Let's see. We have an SD Blu-ray of Machine Robo Battle Hackers. Hey. Uh, Lupin the Third, Farewell to Nostradamus. Aye. Mm-hmm. Cool. The Key Reload Burial OVA. Cool. We have a live-action movie from director Teruko Ishii, Female Yakuza Tale, Inquisition and Torture. Neato. That's, that's the title. Yes. Uh, we have Project Aiko 3. Uh, uh, they are almost done with the giant saga that was the Echo Project. <laughs> and finally, season one of Digimon Adventure. Um, yeah, I've been looking at uh, some of the screenshots they've been posting the improvements, and we must wow. buy it to restore Justin Savakis' sanity. <laughs> okay, I need to find this exact tweet I'm looking for. Hang on. Uh, please continue talking about how crazy it is that Digimon is a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but this comparison sounds are really something. It looks very pretty. It really does. Cause I, uh, I mean, I'm glad they got to get some mutes out of the Astro Res things since they yeah. can use it for Echo. Yeah, what a fantastic. Uh birthday gift y'all have given me, considering I spent the last six months of my life going through the original run of Power Rangers. I finished all the way up to In Space. It was worth it in the end. Yeah. But god, man, Digimon Adventure fucking looks incredible, and I kind of cannot believe they managed to make that look as good as it is. Anyways, I'm going to now share, in honor of Discotech's very strong showing for uh, the end of the year. Uh, This tweet from one Nicholas Dupree, a.k.a. Lost Thief. Every other anime company, look at our new releases. Some have special postcards and keychains. Discotech. This release gave us three mental breakdowns and destroyed my PC. I scoured a basement in Southern California for six weeks to find a half-rotted VHS of episode 43's Canadian dub. <laughs> Discotech doing the good work. I'm pretty sure Justin Zavakis has at least four different computers running four different operating systems at the same time for some of these projects. Discotech is one of those companies that exists as, as long as it has and is doing as well as it has, not because I think it is a particularly solid business model, but because the people there are genuinely fucking insane and are going to get the job done. By hell or high water. The the tale of how Ronin Warriors happened is just legendary. Oh, the coffee table. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sad those videos are gone. Mm. Yeah. And that was that. That was that. 
Oh, all right. Not too long of a show. Very good. So uh, any final words before we do our final preparations for the madness of the fall season? No. I don't know. Hashtag uh, just a meeting. I don't really. Oh. Like, it is just a meeting. At this point, I hope that things don't get too much worse before they get better. Simple as that. But I will say, for all the cynical concerns I had, I did like the Chainsaw Man episode a lot better than I was expecting to. Mm hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely bad, uh, bright, a bout of. Yeah, just the right amount of grudge and, like, heaviness. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, definitely. We'll, we'll talk more about that next time because I'm sure there's going to be a lot to get into with Chainsaw Man. Mm -hmm. A lot to cut into. Yeah, yes. yeah, uh, just just get the humor right, guys. That's that's the important thing. I think they'll be able to get it just right. It, it feels like just from that opening, they have a good vibe for just visual humor without even dialogue. Like, they got power bullying Kobeni, and it's like, okay, yeah, you... You know what you're doing. If only her name was The Power. <laughs> God damn it. Alright, good night, everybody. Alright, I have some NyQuil to take because I gotta get some sleep because I feel like shit! Yeah, I'm still amazed you did this for two hours while you're sick. Get I, I, I do very stupid things, if you can't tell. Yeah, uh, get some breath, dude. I will. Good so night. thank you all for listening to this Dish the Podcast on it. We hope to come back next time for the fall season and all of the uh, Pyro and Balakoo that will come with it. So until then, uh, my voice is shot to death. Uh, good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.